world is noisy, God whispers the podcast is a production of Journeys Revealed Ministries. Glorify the Lord by your life. To learn more about this Catholic nonprofit apostolate, visit the website journeysrevealed.com. And now on with this month's show. Samuel then slept until morning when he got up early and opened the doors of the temple of the Lord. He feared to tell Eli the vision, but Eli called to him, Samuel, my son. He replied, Here I am. Then Eli asked, What did he say to you? Hide nothing from me. May God do thus and so to you if you hide a single thing he told you. So Samuel told him everything and held nothing back. Eli answered, He is the Lord. He will do what he judges best. Samuel grew up. And the Lord was with him, not permitting any word of his to be without effect. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of The World is Noisy, God Whispers, the podcast. I'm your host, Julia Monin, author of the book, The World is Noisy, God Whispers. What I read to you to open up this month's podcast is from 1 Samuel, chapter 3, verses 15 through 19. Again, that's 1 Samuel, chapter 3, verses 15 through 19. What's probably more familiar to you is what comes before this in chapter three. This is the very popular, um, we, we hear this a lot where the Lord is having a vision or Samuel is receiving a vision of the Lord. Samuel doesn't recognize it's coming from the Lord. So he keeps going to Eli and saying, hey, Eli, you called. And Eli saying, it's not me. It's not me. It's not me. It happens three times before Eli wakes up and says, it's the Lord speaking to you. Next time you have this vision, Say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So that's probably more familiar to you, perhaps, especially that expression, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening, because we we often hear that, or perhaps we echo that in our prayer itself. When we sit down to pray, we turn to the Lord and say, I'm, I'm listening. What is it you want to say to me? If we're not doing that, side note, that's a good habit to get into, right? Prayer is meant to be more than just, just us speaking at the Lord and saying, here's what I need from you today. But at some point, we need to be receptive to what it is the Lord wants to tell us. Anyway, that's not our topic of discussion for today. Instead, what we're talking about is what happens after Eli does respond to the Lord, or I'm sorry, after Samuel does respond to the Lord, and what is going on in Samuel after that. So again, picking up in 15, We read that Samuel slept until morning. When he got up early, he opened the doors. He feared to tell Eli the vision. Eli, of course, is the the priest that he is ministering to here. I believe he's a priest, right? I should have read that before. I think that's right. In any way, he's a trusted confidant in Samuel's life. This isn't just some stranger that Samuel met on the street. This is a trusted confidant who's in authority to Samuel, right? Who's in trusted authority. And Eli, even in that relationship, that relationship of intimacy of confidence Eli has to over or I'm sorry Samuel has to overcome this fear of disclosing everything to Eli so Eli again prompts him and says what did he say to you hide nothing from me okay so he's encouraging him please speak and so then after this encouragement Samuel tells him everything and holds nothing back Eli of course encourages him Samuel grows up, scripture tells us in 3, 1, 19, chapter 3, I'm sorry, 1 Samuel, chapter 3, verse 19, Samuel grew up and the Lord was with him, not permitting any word of his to be without effect. 
So this is what we're talking about on this month's episode, this month uh, or this episode for June of 2022. We're talking about that reality of how difficult it is to open ourselves up to others, to a stranger for sure. I don't know, maybe we have an easier time opening ourselves up to a complete stranger than we do the the trusted confidants in our life. Man, I hope that's not the case, but I suppose in some people's reality that could be. But what do we come, what, what actually is the Lord asking us to do in these times to open ourselves up to others? What's What's the potential fruit that can come from that? What are the dangers in that? And how do we discern when to do that and when not to do that? These are just some of the things we're going to touch base on on this month's episode. Before we do, let's go ahead and officially put ourselves in the presence of God and open with prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the gift of our lives and for the gift of this day, for the blessing that is this time that we are sharing together, for the technology that even makes this possible. We ask that you send your Holy Spirit upon us as we seek your wisdom and as we open ourselves up to hear your voice. Help us to have the encouragement to be vulnerable with others when you're asking us to, yes, but ultimately with you. Help us to always hear your voice and to discern your will in our lives as we seek to follow you in all ways. We entrust our lives, our loved ones, and the depths of our hearts into the intercession of the Blessed Mother whom you gave to us as you were hanging on the cross, your most vulnerable moment for us. As we pray together, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So first, what has prompted this topic? This is, I guess, sort of a follow-up episode to the episode that we did a few months ago, the, the series that was called Big and Scary Monsters, and then I recorded a part one, which was very uncomfortable for me. That turned into a part two, very unexpectedly, where we kind of tied things together. And I suppose in some way, this episode is sort of a part three to that. So here's what prompted this topic. I'm recording this on Tuesday, May 31st because I release these on the first of the month. So you can see I'm not ahead of the game in any way, shape or form. And anyway, (laughs) I came home this weekend and um, the Lord did what I like to think is a final purging. It might not be a final purging, but it's more purging and purified with this big and scary monster, which we talked about on these other two episodes. I'm not going into the details of that again, but particularly with the closet and with this obsession that that became an addiction to shopping and to staying right having just a very intense wardrobe where we're always looking the best and have everything that we could possibly need from hats to purses to shoes in our wardrobe and a million options of everything right just way too many clothes and so for the past several years the lord has been purifying that purging that i've done a lot of like closet purges right where i'll just go through my closet take a bunch of stuff out and have garbage bags full of clothes to give away right normally i give away to my my mom my sisters some nieces who god love them still think my clothes are cool enough for them to wear in any way shape or form that's the reality and I thought I I did some really intense um, closet purgings a few years ago, right? Where the Lord was really purifying my heart of all of this. But there was one more yet to do. And I didn't do it the last time, honestly, because of my own fear. Like there were certain things I held on to that I really knew I shouldn't have held on to. Um, But instead of getting ready, I wasn't quite ready to get rid of everything. I got rid of a lot of things that hurt, but there were still some things that I was holding on to. 
but I wasn't quite ready to let them go. So what I did is I didn't get rid of them, but I moved them into a different place in my in my closet that was sort of hidden and in a corner. So I still had them, but they were just hidden and I wasn't accessing them every day. And I was sort of, I guess, in a way, testing myself, like, can I really do this? Can I really live with a wardrobe that's been stripped and simplified, right? And so I had the things yet in my possession, but had them hidden. And the truth is I didn't give God enough credit. In all reality, I didn't. Because not only did I was I able to live with this simplified wardrobe, I really began to embrace it once once I got into it. So the time came where I finally just needed to get rid of that stuff that I was in one way let go of, but in another way hadn't physically let go of. And so that happened over this nice long weekend, this nice Memorial Day weekend. I did, again, maybe it's not the final purge, but where I did one of these last purges of my my closet, and again, two huge black garbage bags full of shoes and clothes and everything and anything that I was holding on to yet that I needed to let go of. And so that prompted this podcast in that when I uh, I had all these clothes bagged up, I sent my, my mom and my sisters and my sisters-in-law a text that said, here it is, here's the last of it. Um, in fact, let's see if I can read you the exact words. I said, don't judge me or do because you should. And I sent this with a picture of the clothes that I was about to bag up. But I did it again. The last time was a big sweep, but I left a few things because I wasn't sure how good I would be at simplifying my wardrobe. Truth is, I didn't give God enough credit. And then I go on to say that I was so good that I literally wore my clothes out, which is something I've never done in my adult life, is actually worn clothes out to where I'm not just getting rid of them because I'm bored with them. I'm getting rid of them because they smell and they have holes in them and they need to be thrown out. (laughs) I had never done that before with, with a wardrobe. But anyway, I was sharing that text, what I sent to them in a text with my husband. And he looked at me and he goes, like, he didn't say this in a bad way, but he basically gave me a lot of credit for being so open with them in that reality. He said, I wouldn't have done that. I would have just said, hey, I got more clothes for you guys to go through. You, they're at your disposal whenever you're ready, whenever you want them. And again, he didn't mean that in a bad way. He just says, you're way different than how I would have shared that with others. And in thinking about that for a little bit, I, you know, I responded to him that, yeah, that hasn't always been the case with me to be that vulnerable, that raw with people, but that the Lord over the course of the last several years, especially you know, in prepping me to, to publish my book and what he did in my heart with that has really opened me up to that reality, the importance of being raw, being real, being vulnerable with others. And again, not with everybody. It's not like I'm on a street saying, hey, you know, how am I? Well, let me tell you how I am. I just cleaned my closet and blah, blah, blah. No, I don't go into those details. But with loved ones like Samuel, like Eli, who was entrusted, the entrusted authority to Samuel at that time, these are my sisters, my mom, my sister-in-laws. Of course, they walked through me through good times and bads. They know me that I was being that vulnerable. I guess in a way I'm being vulnerable with you and some of you perhaps might be strangers, but okay, that's a discussion for another day. Anyway, yes, the Lord has brought me to a place in realizing that being vulnerable, always doing it with prudence, right? We want to glorify God. We don't want to glorify the evil one. And sometimes if we let out all the skeletons in our closet in a very public way, then we're not glorifying God. We're just glorifying the evil one. That's not what I'm talking about here. But there is beauty in being vulnerable and really opening ourselves up to others and not purposely disclosing or hiding things out of fear, which is in the scripture we talked about with Samuel, which was what he was tempted to do, right? He spoke to the Lord. He had this vision of the Lord. He had this, 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 this happening in his own heart. He is Eli is his entrusted, the person he's supposed to entrust these things to, and he was even fearful of doing that. These are the situations I'm talking about. How can we open ourselves up to others? So that's what prompted this discussion that I'm having with you today. And then that got me thinking about 
the purpose of Journeys Revealed Ministries, and if you've been following me closely, then you know that Journeys Revealed Ministries is a fruit of me publishing my own journal, of exposing myself up to others, of publishing my own journal. It made me realize in the depths of my own soul, in the depths of prayer, that I can't be the only one that the Lord is asking to do this. And again, doing this very prudently, always, always with wisdom, always with discretion, always very prudently. But the birth of Journeys Revealed Ministries, which is the Catholic nonprofit apostolate that formed as a result of me publishing my own journal, the purpose of that is to encourage other people to do the same, to give people resources and tools to do this, to share their own stories, to walk with them so that they are sharing their stories in intimate, personal ways, but are doing it with prudence and wisdom and discretion right because sometimes we just need to bounce off things to say like should I share all of that or should I not share all of that and the truth is is sometimes we should share all of it sometimes we shouldn't but it's good to like discern that with with people who can walk with you on on that reality so anyway that's the purpose of journeys revealed ministries and so on today's episode I want to just share that with you and I want to share with you what this apostolate what this Catholic nonprofit apostolate what the purpose of what we're doing here really is and then in that you know, 2022 vision of what this has all evolved to since the birth of it back in 2019, really, which began with with the birth of my own book, which happened in 2017, which was really starting way back in 2015, when I was starting to put it into a book, like, what has it become looking at it through that lens, the, the lens of 2022, and looking back at where I was in 2015, when the Lord was really beginning to move all of this, I think you'll see a bigger picture like his providence playing itself out. So I want to share with you just some things that I think will tie all this together. First, the purpose, the purpose of this apostolate, Journeys Revealed Ministries. I'm just going to read you verbatim from our founding documents. The purpose of Journeys Revealed Ministries is to become the home for the spiritual journal by collecting and publishing as God wills the written word composed primarily in the spiritual journals of others. Our aim is to lead seekers into ever deepening relationships with Christ by uprooting lies, shedding light on the darkness and bringing the gospel to life. We strive to do this by helping others develop lives of deep prayer, study, contemplation, and service in ways that are practical, attainable, achievable, and in line with church teaching. Additionally, our purpose is to create a culture of openness so that by sharing our personal stories and experiences in real, relatable, and raw ways, we inspire others to break down their own walls, open themselves up to each other, and ultimately to Jesus. Again, that's the end goal. Not that we just, we become so open and vulnerable with each other just for the sake of talking and sharing with each other, but ultimately, so we break down our walls and that we're open and honest with Christ who wants to bury all of this skeletons, the good, the bad, the ugly. He wants all of it. He wants to bury it in his most merciful wounds, right? He wants to receive that and let it die with him on the cross. And so we need to become open enough with him to, to surrender it all to him. That's the ultimate goal. That's the ultimate purpose. And so back in um, 2020, we reached out to the archdiocese to get the official blessing of the archbishop to continue with what we had started. Again, we officially formed in 2019, but to, to get the blessing of him. And we applied for what's called a private association of the faithful. So one of the, the ways that we, we shared with all the documents, shared all our founding documents, shared what, what our mission was, what our vision was, and basically sought his blessing to continue, right? And so we sent them lots of documentation. And out of everything that that we sent them the um the the archdiocese of cincinnati and 
again, which with the approval of the archbishop, took down and gave us like a unique charism. Here is the charism of Journeys Revealed Ministries. Here's here's really what you guys are after. So again, they took it from things we had sent them, but it was interesting to me what they what they picked and what they chose because there was so much we sent them. They could have chose a lot of different things, but this is according to the private association of the faithful that we dis- received from the um, Archbishop Dennis Schnur in the Archbishop of in the Archdiocese of Cincinnati, the purposes of this association, again, of Journeys Revealed Ministries, the purposes are to become, one, the home of the spiritual journal, okay? Two, help others develop lives of deep prayer, study, contemplation, and service. So help people develop lives of deep prayer, study, contemplation, and service. And then three, create a culture of openness, to inspire others to break down their walls. So that's kind of what we're talking about today, isn't it? And what we're kind of talking about, again, with this this scripture passage from Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 3. Eli had to work, work Samuel through this. Again, starting in verse 15, Samuel then slept until morning. When he got up early, he opened the doors of the temple. He feared to tell Eli the vision. But Eli came to him and said, Samuel, my son... He replied, here I am. Eli asked, what did he say? Hide nothing from me. So then Samuel told him everything. And then Samuel grew up and the Lord was with him, not permitting any word of his to be without effect. So I really just think on this month's episode, it's a reminder for all of us, one, the importance of this. And I'm going to read you a reflection from volume one of my writings, which I always close the podcast with that will sort of tie all this up together. But one, I think it's just a reminder that this is a reality. This is hard. It's hard to be vulnerable. It's hard to open ourselves up to others. Are we called to do it with anybody and everybody? No, probably not. <laughs> but are there times that the Lord does ask us to be vulnerable and open ourselves up to, to others? Yes. Always is he asking us to open ourselves up to him? Oh, you betcha. And we even struggle with that. Why do you think we find confession so hard? Why do we think we find confession so hard? The priest is simply acting in the person of Christ, but we struggle being vulnerable, even in that environment, which is absolutely confidential and absolutely what the church is saying. This is where you go and you dump it. You dump all the garbage right here. And we struggle with that. How many of us struggle with that? You've heard my story, I'm sure. If not, um, on another podcast I do, which is called The Shunstadt Way of Life. The Shunstadt Way of Life is the title of the podcast. Shunstadt, by the way, I should spell that, is spelled S-C-H-O-E-N-S-T-A-T-T. So on the Shunstadt Way of Life podcast, in an episode called A Sinful Woman Forgiven, look for that episode. You'll have to scroll down. It was published uh, a year ago, last June or July. But scroll down, you can find that. You can hear my whole witness story. A sinful woman forgiven. I struggle going back to confession too. I know what it's like. And that's the place where we are supposed to be comfortable in some way with being vulnerable. Anyway, this is a hard thing to do. And again, approval of the archbishop here, the blessing of the archbishop, the private association of the faithful of Journeys Revealed Ministries, a part of the charism of this apostolate is to help people do just that, to help them break down their walls with each other, ultimately, though, with Christ. 
it's a big task, a big undertaking. So I think a part of this episode is one, to just make you aware of that, that that's the mission of this apostolate, to two, remind you that this is a real thing. I struggle with it day in and day out, even to this day, right? I'm still working and and doing that. Um, Again, my husband just saying, whoa, that's different. I would have just said the facts, right? But there's sometimes that we can say more than that when we should and when we don't out of fear and to really help us overcome that. And then three, just now that I've made you aware of that, that this is the unique charism of Journeys Revealed Ministries as decreed by the Archbishop of of Cincinnati, you know, the, the local church that we are working in and for and ministering to. Now that I've made you aware of it, that this is part of our vision, that this is part of the fruit that came from the Lord putting it on my own heart to share my own journal and overcoming all the fear that I had to go with that, that can you please pray for us? Can you please take this to prayer? I guess at the heart of it, that's what this episode is about. It's a call for you to please pray for us at Journeys Revealed Ministries, to pray for us, to pray for our team, to pray for the authors that we're working with, to pray for the speakers that are are working to share their stories, to pray for those that are blogging, to pray for all of the, the different ministries, all the different things that are becoming a fruit of of, first of all, God teaching me how to open myself up to others. And now through that fruit, helping others to do the same. Please pray for us. I think ultimately that's what this episode is about. So when I wind this down, when we tie all this together, I'm going to pull out my journal and I'm going to read to you again, something that I wrote back in 2015. So seeing now, like I said earlier, what, where we are at in 2022, where we're at in the summer of 2022, happy summer, by the way, where we're at now with this decree, the private association of the faithful, the official blessing from the archbishop, the purpose of Journeys Revealed Ministries, I read to you, of course, this was all fruits of what was happening in the life of my own soul way back when the Lord was first converting me. And way back when in 2015, I was first working on the book to share it and publish it, which as you know, happened in 2017. But looking through that lens of where we are now, where, where the Lord brought this to to today, and where I was back in 2015, I think you can see, oh, he was obviously doing this. Of course, in 2015, when I wrote these words for the first time, this was not obvious. But so let this month's episode be a reminder to you of that as well right? That the Lord plants seeds and in his time and in his way, they bear fruit. And our job is never to know how they're going to bear fruit or where they're going to bear fruit or what it's going to look like once it starts bearing fruit. Our job is to simply keep planting the seeds and allowing the Lord through the sacraments, through our life of prayer, through our conversation, holy conversations with others to continue to water and nourish these seeds. So again, let me just read you what I wrote back in 2015. This is a reflection number 178. It's called Deeply Speaking. I wrote it back in January of 2015. It reads, after taking a closer look inside my journal these past several months, I've discovered that my reflections have two quote unquote tones. Some of them are what I like to call cutesy, These these seem, at least to me, to be more entertaining than they are heartwarming or thought-provoking. They are just simple explanations about what's going on inside my head, my simple little cutesy head. The others are different, way different. They are, again, at least to me, more real. They take me, yes, even now, months after writing them, to another place emotionally and spiritually. It's easy for me to tell which of my reflections are of the first of these two tones and which of them are of the second. I wonder if others will be able to tell, too. Regardless, now that the Lord has convinced me that I am meant to share my writing with others, I want what I write to be the window of my soul. I want what I write to express the deepest longings of my heart. Why? Because I love making myself completely vulnerable to others. 
No, wait. Of course that's not why. No, the real reason I want to open my heart up to others is because I want others to open up theirs to Christ. I read a quote recently by Carl Rogers that says, What is most personal and unique in each one of us is probably the very element which would, if it were shared or expressed, speak most deeply to others. Well, this most personal and unique part of me is the very part I want to share in my writing. I pray that it does, in fact, speak most deeply to those who read it. Let me read that Carl Rogers quote to you again. Carl Rogers is a psychologist, um, Besides this quote, I know nothing else about him, so don't ask. <laughs> but again, this, re- this reads, What is most personal and unique in each one of us is probably the very element which would, if it were shared or expressed, speak most deeply to others. There's a book called The Wounded Healer by Henry Nowen. Henry Nowen was a priest. I, I believe he's deceased. But when I read this book back in 2015, wow, it really like lit my soul on fire. The Wounded Healer. So here's how the Lord uses us to help others. And yet we are wounded ourselves. How does that even work? And Father Nowen kind of goes into that in the book, if I'm remembering it rightly, correctly. And this is where I got that quote, I believe, from Carl Rogers. And then Father or Henry Nowen writes, when one has the courage to enter where life is experienced as most unique and most private, one touches the soul of the community. So back in 2015, when I read this book, The Wounded Healer, that was really speaking powerfully to me. And again, look at where the Lord brought this so many years later, now in 2022. Not only did I publish my book, like at this time, I was being prompted that, yeah, that was the end for which it was sent. And I was actively working on that and struggling still with that reality to overcome that. Not only did I publish my book, but then after the book was in print and I continued to pray and continue to discern and continue to wonder, okay, Lord, what do you want from me now? Then this apostolate was birthed. And now we're here helping others to do the same thing. So you can see in that hindsight what the Lord was doing. At least we can have a little bit clearer picture of what the Lord is doing and really what the ultimate end of all of this is. I have no idea. But you can get a bigger glimpse of it. And again, you can see why this was speaking to my heart so profoundly at that time, why it still does even to this day. When one has the courage to enter where life is experienced as most unique and most private, one touches the soul of the community. And so may the Lord in his goodness and his mercy and his generosity allow us, Journeys Revealed Ministries, to do just that. To achieve these purposes, to become the home for the spiritual journal, to help others develop lives of deep prayer, study, contemplation, and service, and to create a culture of openness to inspire others to break down their walls. And again, not just with each other, but ultimately with Christ. Please, my friends, pray for us. Pray for this apostolate. Reach out to us. If anything I said spoke to you and you're like, yep, I need to hear more. I need to talk about that more. Reach out. We're here to help you and to walk with you. Um, Again, if you want to find my full witness story, that's on the Shunstot Way of Life podcast in an episode called A Sinful Woman Forgiven. The easiest way to access that and all the podcasts I do is to just go to my website, theworldisnoisy.com. If you go there, you'll be able to subscribe to my weekly blog. You'll be able to see all the different podcasts that I am hosting, this one and then the Shunstot one and the one I record with Father Sean Wilson called Darting Through the Faith. You'll be able to see all of that. You can see when I'm, I'm live on the radio. Anyway, 
all go to my website. You can contact me through there as well. Theworldisnoisy.com. What a blessing it was to be with you. Again, happy summer to all of you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your prayers. If you have specific prayer intentions that you would like me to pray for, again, reach out to me. Go to the website, contact me. I'd be happy to pray for you and your specific intentions as well. Okay, I love you. Let's allow the Lord to make us a little bit more vulnerable this month, right? And in so doing, remember, like we read in the scripture, it's going to hurt. Remember, it's going to hurt a little bit. Go back to what we talked about with Samuel and Eli. Samuel feared to tell Eli, his most trusted confidant, the one in authority of him, what really happened. And so if that was the case, then we can expect that it will be difficult for us too. And it will be. But the Lord is with us. And when we do this, when we have the courage to enter where life is experienced as most unique and most private, we can touch the soul of the community. God, through us, can touch the souls of others, can draw others to himself in greater, ever-increasing ways. And so this is what we're after, his love. And so we do it. We do it for others. We do it that others might be drawn into deeper relationships with Christ. Let's end in prayer, my friends. I'm going to end with the prayer that closes that reflection I just read you. And then again, end with that scripture from 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 15 through 19. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. My writing is simple, Lord, but it has always been from my heart. And now that I know your plan includes me sharing this writing with others, I pray that it reaches whomever it is meant to reach whenever it is meant to reach them. Speak through me, Lord, and touch the soul of the community not permitting any word of yours to go unfulfilled. I love you. I thank you. I praise you. And now from 1 Samuel chapter 3. Samuel then slept until morning when he got up early and opened the doors of the temple of the Lord. He feared to tell Eli the vision, but Eli called to him, Samuel, my son. He replied, here I am. Then Eli asked, what did he say to you? Hide nothing from me. May God do thus and so to you if you hide a single thing he told you. So Samuel told him everything and held nothing back. Eli answered, He is the Lord. He will do what he judges best. Samuel grew up and the Lord was with him, not permitting any word of his to be without effect. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.